1: It does come out in one week. It comes out
0: in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark.
2: So here's a question for you. Should Christians sue? Should Christians sue? Should Christians defend our rights as citizens of the United States? You're listening to your radio activist and voice of resistance, Mark Harrington coming to you from the Created Equal studios here in the Midwest. You can find out more about the radio program by going to MarkHarrington.org. I'm also the president and founder of Created Equal. To find out more about our pro-life mission, go to CreatedEqual.org. So we're going to be talking about that today. Should Christians sue? Should they exercise their rights as citizens? And uh, we're going to be talking to Rob Muse, my good friend from the American Freedom Law Center about this today, as well as the lawsuit that we have now filed with the city of Detroit. So just, just to introduce things, I want to take a moment, and just deal with this issue up front. Uh, I think the Bible brings us some clarity on this, some guidance. If we just look at the, the life of the Apostle Paul, Uh, In the book of Acts, in at least two places, the apostle Paul exercises his rights as a Roman citizen. Now, Paul was born into that uh, as a Roman, so he he used that citizenship and he exercised his rights and appealed to Caesar uh, because of those rights in order to avoid being killed. Uh, The apostle Paul. Uh, in in Acts 22 and Acts 25 uh, appeals to Caesar and, and talks about his rights and uh, and exercises those rights in order to keep himself from being killed. So as a Roman citizen, he had some protections and some privileges that he exercised. A couple of those, just just for the sake of uh, informing you folks, is as a Roman citizen, you could vote, you could run for office. You could sue. You were uh, given a a, a trial. So these are some of the privileges and rights that that Roman citizens got back in the days of the Apostle Paul. So if we look at the Bible, we see some guidance here with the the life of the, the Apostle Paul. And so it is with us as Christians. We should exercise our rights. Now, I understand as Christians, we have dual citizenship, don't we? we're citizens of the earth, but we're also citizens of heaven. Ultimately that's our destination. We have dual citizenship, but we should exercise our rights as citizens as well, as long as we're here on the earth. And that's what we're doing folks at at Created Equal. uh, We often find ourselves bumping up against uh, oppression, against tyranny, against uh, governments and others trying to silence our voices. And we use our rights as U.S. citizens to protect us from uh, that type of treatment. And as if you've been following our ministry here most recently, you know we've been going to the presidential debates. We went to Detroit, we went to Houston, and now we'll be going to the one here in our own hometown in Columbus on October 15 to exercise our rights of free speech And to reach out and conduct outreach to bring awareness to the abortion issue to those who enter these debates and those who are actually debating the candidates themselves. And we found ourselves in a situation there in Detroit where our rights to free speech and otherwise, in other words, uh, I'm sorry, other rights were infringed upon. And if you watch the video that's on our website and on YouTube, you'll see that. And so afterwards, I called up my good friend Rob Muse, American Freedom Law Center, and based on the facts and everything that we thought took place that day, we decided to sue the city of Detroit. And so that's where we are. And that's why I'd like to bring Rob Muse onto the program here. He is the uh, founder, co-founder, and senior counsel at the American Freedom Law Center. Rob, thanks for being on the Mark Harrington Show. Hey, Mark, great to be with you again. And Mark, uh, just just so you know, folks, uh, Rob and I go way back. Uh, Rob represented us in two thousand and one, way back then, <laughs> and in a case with the Center for Bioethical Reform, the group I was with prior to created Equal in Springboro, Ohio, uh, in a case, and we won that as well. So, Rob, uh, tell us what's going on here. We, you know, we've talked about this. We've we've, we've now you have uh, filed a lawsuit against the city of Detroit. Uh, bring our our listeners and viewers up to speed as to why we're doing this. Right. And, and
1: let me just uh, you know, drop a footnote with that city of Springboro case that you mentioned
2: in yeah. 2001.
1: We won that case in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. So a federal appellate court decision carries great weight. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've cited that case as precedent to help others who are uh, you know, being threatened by law enforcement for exercising their rights. So to go, you know, almost back to that point you were making in your, in your opening, you know, these cases are very important, not just for you, because we're, you know, we're a public interest law firm and we don't just take cases that are in the private interest, meaning we don't, you know, just represent, uh, you know, typical cases where somebody might have a dispute with another person over a contract or something. We take cases that are in the broad public interest that reaffirm and protect fundamental constitutional rights. That case was one of them in the city of Spring, uh, city of Springboro, which again we won, and and I've used many, many times. And this case in Detroit is the same. So while certainly you are our clients and your rights are the ones that were violated, and I think you would agree as well, you're not just doing this for you, for Mark Carrington, or even for Creative right. Equal. You're doing That's this right. for all other, not only pro-lifers, but for all Americans who, right. who cherish our fundamental freedoms. Right? No Freedom wasn't handed down to us through the bloodstream; that they must be fought for and protected. Unless they, uh, you know, become extinct within a generation. That's almost a direct quote from Ronald Reagan. And so that's why, you know, I'm a public interest law firm and why we take these cases and why, you know, why it's important for us to defend what you're doing, because it it helps other pro-lifers as well. And we know in these these Democrat debates in particular, and here in Detroit, you have a left-leaning city, Detroit. Uh, Michigan is going to be a hot spot for this upcoming uh, elections. The primary and the general elections is going to be a place where candidates stop frequently. And uh, the, the city of Detroit, through which the police department decided that they were going to impose these draconian speech restrictions that were essentially silenced your message in what are known as traditional public forums, the public street and the public sidewalks, where your rights to freedom of speech are uh, most protected. And I know when when you reached out to me, you sent me a copy of that video, which I know uh, you know your your listeners and viewers can go to your website and watch. And that was outrageous when I saw that video, and that started our conversation and and putting uh, together all the facts for this lawsuit um,
2: yeah. against
1: the city of Detroit. And it was clear that they had an animus uh, against you because of your your particular views, um, the way they they treated you, the way they treated you in particular when they you know put you in handcuffs and threatened to arrest you. Right. For nothing more than wanting to, you know, hold signs, uh, pro-life signs outside of a, uh, a presidential debate where we all know that the Democrat candidates, every one of them across that stage are hardcore, you know, supporters of abortion, even late-term abortion. It's um, so it's important that your voice uh, be heard in the city of Detroit wanted to silence it and, uh, the Constitution doesn't allow them to do that. And so we filed a federal lawsuit and, uh, U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Michigan.
2: Again, my guest is Rob Muse. He's the co-founder and senior counsel at the American Freedom Law Center. And you can go to AmericanFreedomLawCenter.org to find out more about them. And folks, I ask you to donate to their work because they do this pro bono. They support and defend groups like Created Equal and myself free of charge, and they need financial support. So go to AmericanFreedomLawCenter.org. To give you a little of the backstory, so this was a several weeks ago in Detroit, the presidential debates were happening as usual. And as normally uh, things that we do here at created equal, we go where people go, and <laughs> where the issue of abortion might be debated. It doesn't matter whether it's a political debate or it's a college campus, a high school campus. It really doesn't matter where it is. We go where people go, where the debate is happening. So we went up there and uh, I've been to a few of these in the past, I've been to conventions, party conventions, national conventions, And uh, this was, I tell you what, I've never seen anything like it. They had blocked off almost two blocks away from the Fox Theater and prohibited any access to those who did not hold a ticket, so to speak. We tried several points to get in, wouldn't let us. At one point, we went to a spot which was outside the barrier, and we were told we weren't allowed to be there. And if you watch the video, you'll see that's when they uh, detained me and handcuffed me. Uh, Because we didn't want to get arrested, they released us. But over the series, over two days, there was a series of events in which we were mistreated, our rights were crushed, and we were treated differently than all the rest of the protesters. And that's why we're filing this lawsuit. Uh, And, you know, I I get a little pushback here, Rob, and people saying, well, you know, we should just go along to get along. (laughs) You know, we should just not push back on this kind of thing. It doesn't really advance the ball. You're only making enemies. Uh, wh- how do you respond to that? I know we've kind of addressed this and the idea that uh, we are not just thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about future generations of Americans. Uh, h- how do you deal with that? Because I know as Christians, we're supposed to be meek and mild. Or we're supposed to be kind, winsome. We can be all those things. But it's essential that we have the public square. it's absolutely essential and you know
1: when you look at the forces out there particularly those that that, uh, promote the culture of death what they're trying to do is they want to hide you right they want to hide your message they want to silence you the the right to freedom of speech is not the right to catharsis meaning it's it's not you just going in a closet shutting the door and and expressing your message to you know to a nobody right the whole point of the right to freedom of speech Is, as you mentioned, to get out to the people because the purpose of the right to freedom of speech is to influence public opinion. And then that's the way you change public policies by changing public opinion. And right, and we know the abortion industry, one of their primary tactics is to just keep this veil, this, you know, it wants to be hidden behind this veil where they put out, you know, words like choice and women's rights. And they don't want you to see what goes on behind that veil. And without people like you out there showing them what the truth of abortion is and to address these people, and I've, I've seen you in, in action, you are you're very civil, you're very loving towards these people, and you just want to express them to, to, to show them the truth, right? And so what is what are the, you know, the forces of evil doing through, in this case, the city of Detroit and the police department, is they want to hide that truth. We, have, we are called as Christians right, not to keep that light under a bushel basket. Right. right is it we we know that from scripture we got we got to be the salt of the earth how do you do that if we're going to be relegated you know into the dark corner right they want to keep that bushel basket over our light and we need to make sure that light shines bright and the way we do it is you don't engage in you know civil disobedience as it were breaking breaking laws as right. it, as it were. we we do it the way that our our civil system is set up is we're exercising our rights. You're exercising your rights. I'm just an advocate for you to do that in, the, in a court of law because we do have fundamental protections in this country. And, and Ronald Reagan was so correct. If we don't exercise these, so those Christians that, I, you know, that are listening that, that want to be meek mild and not exercise their rights, you're going to lose them. It's as simple as that. If, you don't, if you're not constantly right. exercising them and constantly fighting for them, they're going to slowly... But surely be eroded, and the next thing you know, you're looking around, and you're like, okay, so why, you know, what's happening to us Christians? Certainly, right. we're, you know, we're, we're called to be martyrs in a sense. But we're also called to, you know, to, uh, you know, to be, to be soldiers for Christ.
2: You know, to right. be out there. Of course, we're fine. willing. We're willing to suffer injustice. We're willing to do what's necessary. Go to jail if necessary. Uh, we understand that things aren't fair. They're not going to be fair on this right. side of eternity, but. As far as social reform goes and the idea that if we're going to make change, change hearts and minds, change culture, change politics, freedom of speech is essential for that. I mean, and and we we take it for granted here in America uh, that we have that. But people around the world don't have these expressive rights. They don't have an opportunity to redress grievances like we do. And I think we need to fight for those rights in other for for future generations of Americans in order to express themselves. The other thing is the gospel, uh, the freedom to, of speech and the, the spreading of the gospel go hand in hand. Now, people say, well, you know, in countries where there's great persecution and you don't have these rights, Christianity is spreading. Okay, true, but what would you rather have? I mean, would you rather be in jail all the time and not being out in front of people expressing yourself? or be in a country where you can express yourself. We need to take advantage of the First Amendment and for our freedom of speech here in order to make change and in order to spread the gospel. And that's what we're doing. I hope Christians understand that. We're not just looking for lawsuits. Believe me, I don't want to be in court. You don't want to be in court if we can avoid it. But when we need to, we need to go to court sometimes.
1: No, absolutely. You know that the right to freedom of speech is indispensable. It, it just absolutely uh is essential and and it, it's one of the things that distinguishes us from so many other from so many other countries. And to be able to get right. the the gospel message out there, to get we're that unique. the culture of life, the pro life message out there. And what we're seeing, right on on the left, they wanna they wanna silence you, and and they do it in so many different ways. And here you have you know police state tactics where you have police officers, exactly. armed police officers, threatening it. But you also have other ways which are might be a little bit more subtle, but. Uh, equally as uh, as you know suppressing of speech, they want to start labeling if you 're a christian right it 's hate speech right how dare you show this you know picture of a of an uh, you know aborted baby to somebody that 's hate speech it 's all this effort to sort of marginalize not just sort of but to marginalize our message to silence it and to push us out into the fringe and we have to be out there in again we have to be the light of the world you look at you mentioned social reform movements. There's there's not one social reform movement that's had any success that I'm aware of that didn't show the the graphic effects of the injustice,
0: right? right? You
1: it's when, if you're only if you're only allowed to talk about abortion in sterile terms and using terms like choice and fetus and and not being able to show what this the actual outcome of this choice is that aborted baby and and to to actually to show what is impossible to express in words through these images. You're, you're you're handcuffed in this debate. You're not allowed to actually express the truth. That's that's not Christian, you know, hiding the truth. And I, it's funny because I remember back, you know, when, when Pontius Pilate there he is staring Jesus in the eyes, the personification of truth, right? And and he asked the question, "What is truth?" Right? And that's they want to take truth. They want to take the the gospel. They want to take Christ. They want to take Christians, and they want us. They want to extinguish us. They want to put us in the margins. They want to keep us in the dark. And thankfully. Right. We have laws that we can push back with, and that being exactly. principally the First Amendment. And the thing to remember, you know, our founding fathers, when they drafted the Bill of Rights, obviously the First Amendment is the first of those rights. The Bill of Rights doesn't, isn't the government conferring upon us any rights or privileges. Right. These are these are rights and privileges that we have. They're inalienable. These are, these are God-given rights to be able to, ex- to express ourselves and exercise our religion. And the First Amendment is a break on the government's ability to infringe upon that. So what you're doing, you're exercising what you really have is an inalienable right to be out there to spread the truth, uh, you know, to, to turn people away from evil. And yet you have the state that doesn't want you to do that, and we have a way to remedy that civilly through a civil rights lawsuit, which is what we filed.
2: Again, my guest is uh, Rob Muse. He's a co-founder and uh, senior counsel at the American Freedom Law Center. Go to AmericanFreedomLawCenter.org to find out more. Uh, As you know, Rob, uh, Detroit's not the only city we went to. We went to Houston. Uh, You know, it's a tale of two cities. There were still some things in Houston that were not right, but they weren't anything like what happened in Detroit. Uh, In Detroit, I mean, I don't understand, honestly, why a city feels they have to go to these measures. Now, I'm with you that this is all about sterilizing the environment, the media, not letting the candidates see what, you know, the opposition not reaching the people. But I mean, two full blocks almost around the, uh, the, 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 the Fox Theater, we weren't even able to get close. And uh, and then they create these, like what they call free speech zones, or I call them pens, you know, where they, where they right. just say, well, oh, you're a protest. Oh, you go over there, you know? And, and then I asked them, well, how do you know that we're for or against? And, and of course they're not supposed to be picking sides. I mean, just the fact that we're showing an abortion photo, I guess they somehow presumed that we're <laughs> in opposition. And, and that's the thing. I just, why can't they just let people express themselves? Uh. And give us access. I I just don't get it. I mean, we're no threat to anybody. We're no threat to no. anybody. We're not going to do anything violent. We're not. You know, we're there just to do what any average American does every single day of their lives, and that is express themselves. It just seems like a total overreach. This is draconian.
1: No, absolutely. And you know, the way the the law the law doesn't doesn't you know totally tie the hands of the government. If they have right. serious safety concerns and restrictions, right. they're allowed to put in place. Content neutral restrictions, meaning that they, it right. shouldn't matter whether you're, you're, you know, pro life or, or pro abortion, but as you just stated, I mean, in this case, they were making viewpoint distinctions, but they can put Absolutely. in place content neutral restrictions. And the, and the way the law reads is that it has to be narrowly tailored to serve a significant government interest and leave open ample alternative channels of communications to allow you to reach your audience. So if they had concerns about you know a car bomb, for example, well you certainly don't allow the vehicles to drive you know down the street close Right, or the have you through passed vehicles.
2: through a, a metal detector or something which detector. they didn't
1: do none of that, and you know it's what's very interesting, not only did they, and then they create these you know designated speech areas, as you said, you know the pen, but even beyond <laughs> that, they divided it up if you are if you yeah. have a message that the police officer subjectively believed was contrary to what the candidate's views were. You stood on one side of the street, which by the way, was a favorable location because it was within right. view of the fox theater and If That's you were right. somebody who had a view that was contrary to the democratic candidates, then you had to stand on the other side of the street, which was behind, around the corner, out of right. view, just That's you know right. you, you, were, you were sent to time out essentially you know and again it's not the right to catharsis it's not just be, okay well, we let you stand with the sign on the public sidewalk. No, we went there with our signs for a reason we wanted to to influence the people who were on that debate stage, who are attending that debate? The other and thing this, they did is they they had all the media tents out there, right? And this was nationally televised did. by CNN, and so exactly. you know, so they could get all their beautiful shots of the Fox Theater and show how calm and peaceful everything was out there. They moved you guys out of the way. They didn't want any of you, any of your pictures, on top of that, to be right. captured at all in the CNN's uh, shot. And it so, has and all the. Other the thing,
2: it has everything Uh-oh. to do with abortion, has everything to do with the victim photos. They don't want people yeah. to see it. They don't want to think that they're show people that there's opposition to the Democrats. Uh, they kept the people away. I mean, we never even saw anybody that got inside. We were kept so far away from the place. It was just absurd. I mean, I, it was it was out of control.
1: And, and one of the other things, you know, is, as you had mentioned, you know, it was, it's almost patronizing in what they did. They said, OK, at one point, once everybody was secure inside, the place was locked down. You know, so there was there was no media outside. They said, Okay, we're gonna now march you, you know, give you five minutes, march quickly across the front of the Fox Theater and divide you up again by by, you know, whether you were pro Democrat or or anti Democrat message based on the police. The pros went first, then you guys went, and then okay, all right. And then they you know, they sit back and they just wash their hands and they say, See, we let you exercise your right to free speech. That's not that's not exercising your right to free speech if anything that undermined their concern that there was a safety
2: risk with any of you Agreed. if there
1: was a safety risk then why were they allowed you to walk past when everybody was Well they were just trying down? to throw
2: us a crumb you know they were giving us the it crumbs was, off yeah. the table to hopefully get me to shut up and not sue the city or whatever Rob, we got about two minutes. You know, here's the thing. We're heading into an election season. Back, Actually, we're right in the thick of it, to be honest. Yes. Uh, yes. The debates are happening. There's several more of these. We're going to continue to go to them. We have this one happening right down the street here. I mean, in ten, 10 minutes from where I sit right today is the next presidential debate. And I'm going to make certain that the city of Westerville, which is hosting the city, they're on notice. They know that we've sued the city of De- Detroit. They're on notice. And that's important. They're on notice they cannot crush our free speech rights and i hope it sends ripples going forward to the debates to the national conventions that these folks can't just cleanse the whole city and create these so-called free speech zones and keep us away from the the people we want to reach so it is it is far reaching in what we're doing and we're right i think it you know it's it's appropriate that it happen now because now we've got about a year and a half of, of you know this is just going to be all the news so if you would wrap things up for our listeners, explain why it's important, what we're doing, and um, exhort us to continue to fight not only for the preborn but for our rights to defend
1: them no absolutely as I you know stated previously this is this case is in the public interest even beyond just the right of pro-lifers but everybody to exercise their freedoms this and these elections are so important, so consequential. Absolutely. And it's the time when the right to freedom of speech needs to be at its, you know, protected at its highest, not suppressed as these, it's you know, left leaning cities want to do. And so you're right. And the reason why we're filing now and we want to, you know, be loud and clear about this is we want these other cities to take notice that look, we're not just going to roll over and let you trample on our rights. We're going to stand up and we're going to fight for those freedoms because they're worth fighting for, as we know.
2: And they got to know it. So they're going to be on notice. They want a lawsuit. They'll get it. I mean, that's just how it works. And we hope not to have to go that route, but we're prepared to do so. You've been listening to The Mark Harrington Show, your radio activist here, and your voice of resistance. My guest today has been Rob Muse, co-founder and senior counsel of the American Freedom Law Center. Go to AmericanFreedomLawCenter.org to find out more and support Rob and his work. He's doing great work for groups like us and for future generations of Christians and pro-lifers defending free speech. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God.
0: You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist.